Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Lemon chill. <laughs> Tamale. No bless. <laughs> I reckon we can do that suicide squeeze. <laughs> I'm 38, but I just, I would say I became an adult a few years ago. But <laughs> a bald guy with sunglasses that can yeah. play the piano. And have you ever broiled a chicken? Hola, Miss yeah. Senorita Kelso. Two in the morning, she's out there. Yeah. Cayete. <laughs> now a member of the Global Ag Network. Oh no, it's not a ghost. It's just Landon. Nothing, nothing going on tonight, huh? It takes a rain to the first rain in four months to get you to come out. Man, I tried to find anything. It's too muddy to go drive around the farm and call in. So, yeah, so here I am. Well, I'm sure there's a boot pit somewhere that can be cleaned out. It's usually one of those. Well, guys, this is the Dryland Farmer Podcast, and we are back at full force because we just got through with what is it? The first half of corn harvest, Landon. We uh, Got lots of cutting done. We got all kinds of yellow corn in the bin, through the pits, into the leg, over the dryers, and to Grandma's house we went. So uh, we got done with the first half last night about 10 o'clock, and it started raining. When did it start raining, Landon? 2, 2.30, 3 in the morning? Yeah, it was kind of sprinkling in town about 10.30 when I went to bed. All right, give me a, give me a weather report. Do what? <laughs> Landon, there, I know there's. I realize there's a one game, but wild card game on. But please, we're doing a podcast here. It's been raining a bunch, Brent. <laughs> what is the reports out of your place? Oh, three and a half plus inches. Three. Yeah, that's nice. We've had. I had about. Uh, let's see. What did I say? We're three talk- here. We're talking about the rain. Yeah, right? we're not talking about honeymoons. We're talking right. about. Re- we're talking about rain reports. So yeah, it's pretty wild. This is. I would say this is the first widespread large rain event. Like, is it? Not has the entire panhandle got something, or is it? I think maybe southeastern has still kind of been left out in the dry air. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's mostly, mostly, mostly got got some rain. It was so weird to see that five to seven day forecast on that NOAA weather site where it's got the accumulated rain, and it's just got a strip like from I would say like Roswell to like Des Moines, My, Iowa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, lo- it looked like a Santa Ana was coming into the Alamo, and that was just the only lane they could go through to hit the place. But uh, nonetheless, they were right on the money. I don't know how. I guess we're squeezed in between two pressure systems is all I can figure. I know there was a, oh, what was there? There was a some kind of tropical storm going on up the Baja of California, or maybe Mexico, I guess, the Baja of Mexico here the last few days. Maybe that's what pushed all this moisture over here. So uh, no, it can rain here, and uh, there's proof outside it's doing it. It on and off all day long, gray skies, and uh, man, it was just almost in time. My corn was starting to get just too dry. Fortunately, it got down to 15 and 14, so I'm not taking any shrink on a lot of it. There you go. Yeah, because it's what, one and a half times every percentage point or something? Oh, something like that. Yeah, like you don't know. (laughs) This is a a fun podcast, Brent. We don't talk business. Okay, we don't talk school. All right. Well, anyway, we're talking all over the place today. We've got a Chicago Library Fine Free Wonderland going on. I don't know if it's enacted yet. Landon, did you see if they've already enacted or is it coming like the first physical year of next year? I haven't read that far, but if you got still got your old Clifford the Big Red Dog books, go take them back. All right. Oh, no shoot, no charge. I ain't going to be able to afford that overdue fine because Texas, man, they'll, it's, we're a freaking death penalty state. I think it maxes out at $10, $10 on this one. Okay. 
Man, I don't know. That'll be hard. Maybe that'll get the budget in balance. But uh, no, we'll, uh, we're going to get to that. We've got um, Chi Town. I don't know if it's a book scandal, but uh, they're going to throw the book at their debt problems. So uh, we're going to get to that in our main segment. Landon, you've been gone the last two or three weeks. You've been calling in on that crappy phone. Uh, yeah. Tell me about the softball season. How did it go? It was it was it was a it was a rough finish. We uh we had to win two games on the last the last week to make the playoffs, and we had to play the undefeated team that hadn't lost a game the whole season. And we run ruled them in like twenty two minutes. We just beat the hell out of them. Wow. And then so we went into this other game with a team that we were tied with. So whoever or they are actually a game ahead of us, but if we beat them, we have the head to head, so we get in the playoffs. And so we beat them too. And how we beat them is we're up by three runs and they have the bases loaded with two outs and a guy comes up and he's already hit they've already hit their home run so you only get one home run so he hits a walk-off grand slam that ends the game and we win oh wow because he's out and so in the playoffs i guess they felt like they should be nice and so they put both of the both of us in the playoffs we had to play them again the next week and they they beat us in in extra innings so oh wow you still took them to extra innings yeah so i think my my career may have come to an end in extra, extra innings in, in, the, in the playoffs. Well, did you? Uh, are they going to retire your jersey or? I don't know. We had we had three championships in my tenure with that team. Is so. there a ring of honor or anything at the donut stop, or where do they do the ring of honor? Well, our team name's here for beer, so, so only so at the liquor store, the, the only, buffalo chip or what? The only rings of honor are left on the left on the on the table. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine <laughs> when you don't use a koozie. So. That's when you don't have a dryland farmer podcast yeah. koozie. Well. Uh, Great, great to hear, Landon. We uh, we hope the the induction ceremony will be in the. You think you'll be a first ballot candidate <laughs> for something? For something, yeah. Maybe for wiping someone's ass. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that uh, that puts the word induction into a whole new light, Landon. Yeah. And it's the dark side light. Yeah, it's not it's not the hanging chad you have to worry about on that one. That's right. So uh, yeah. Well, since we're on the sports take, Landon, what do you think? What what do you think? What's your opinion on the one game wild card system? I, I think it's okay. I think it's too hard to do a to do a three game series. Because, Why is that? Because you have to go. You, you start off at at one place, and then game two's at another one, and then game three's at another one. So you're looking at at least five days, and these other teams are ready to play. Well, Landon, why don't why doesn't the, just the team with the better record get the first two games? You could do that, like. And you know you can see if the teams wanted to they, do that. We have this thing called airplanes. I know they go know. really fast. But usually, if they travel, they don't, they may they give them a day of rest in in playoffs. So maybe you could just do a double header at one place, and if that team's you know wins one out of two, then then they get game three at their place. Now, I'd be I, fine with that. I like that a double header. Uh, mm-hmm. Two get yeah, I like that best of three a double header. That is some freaking yeah. or. They can do a double header and still do it in two different places. They got mm-hmm. they got a warm up on the plane on the way from the first game to the yeah. other game, and it can be played at two in the morning. Or if it's like a New York Met, New York Yankee, well, no, that would they would be in this different conferences, not conferences, but leagues. That that's I like it, the double I like the double header mm-hmm. idea. That puts some drama into it. And you could even give the team with the better record the option to play the first two games at home or on the road because. The benefit to playing on the road is if you could split one out of two, you get game three at, at your place. So is it like a coin flip and they get to defer to the second half or what? No, I just think I just think the team with a better record should be able to decide like, hey, if we want a potential game three at, at our place instead of on the road. So what would the tiebreaker be if there was a tie between the in the records? Head to head or something else. Who what knows? if they never played each other? Flip penetration <laughs> they everybody in the National League plays each other. I know, I know, Landon. Easy, easy, easy. But We're no, not, there, there's no easy way to do it. But it's 
I like that. I like that double header. I do idea. too. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, my take is on it's stupid. They need to have more than one game. Let's we're gonna play 162 games and it's still not decided, and we're just gonna decide it in one game. That's like you know, I'm I'm not big on the or I'm kind of big on like because in, in the PGA they've got different rules for um extra extra holes. Like the US Open, if you're tied, you're playing another eighteen the next day. And a whole most all the other tournaments, you're going into either a sudden death, hole by hole deal, mm. or you're playing three or four holes or something like that. And every, lots of people hate the well if they're tied and they just it goes on to the next hole at sudden death at that point. People hate that. Well, I don't really have a problem with it, but in this instance, I don't know why it's really different, but I think it's stupid because you're playing 162 games, and on game 163, that's decided between, yeah. yeah. And the wild card race, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to make it. I mean, you got to win, which is it's pretty wild because they play 162 games, and the best team in the country can still lose what 50 games and be a badass team, and the worst team can win. 50 games and be the worst team in the yeah. game. You got your Miami Marlins or your Detroit Tigers or your Baltimore Orioles and you got your Houston Astros, and your New York Yankees and I still can't believe Oakland just completely snuck up. I did they win yeah. did they win the no, no, obviously Houston did. They play they tomorrow. Got, They're in the wild card. Are they one or two? Um I think they, they're I think they're two. I think Tampa Bay's Tampa the, Bay. The top. I th- I believe. I may be wrong on that, but most likely you are. But speaking of golf, you mentioned golf. Did you see where that guy? He's the money. He's the current money leader on the Korean Murder tour. Murder leader. Money leader on the Korean tour. He flipped off the crowd. He was. He was. He was. I hope hit, he wasn't North Korean. He was. Yeah. He was hitting a drive, and somebody's phone went off, and he hit a hundred yard drive, and he turned around and flipped off the crowd. He got a three year ban today. He even won the tournament, but they they banned him for three years, and they don't even know if if the the PGA doesn't even know if they'll let him try to play with them. Wow, South Korean golfer Bio Kim mm-hmm. or B O Kim, <laughs> B, not B O Kim, B I O Kim gets three year ban for giving the middle finger. Why? Why? Why are they uh, pixelating out the hand that has the finger on it? Is that just over the line? I mean, they don't pixelate out Rosie O'Donnell's face, but yet we don't we don't get to look at we don't get to look at this guy's middle finger. So now, tell the Korean the KPGA suspended Biochem. That sounds like a, a treatment or like a hormone therapy. Sounds like the place where Homer Simpson worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It sounds like yeah, it's kind of like Wilburell. Okay, Biochem three years after he made an obscene gesture to fans. During the final round of a tournament this weekend, according to the AFP, the incident occurred as Kim held a one-shot lead on the 16th hole of the DGB Financial Group Volvic Dagu Gwangbuk Open. According to the AFP, Kim reacted angrily after he was startled by the shutter sound of a smartphone camera. Why do they have to make that sound? When I you're trying know. to do a covert noise, I know you don't know. You don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> but why do they... Uh, there's no shutter going off. It's digital. As far as... I mean, I'm not a photog professional or anything but i'm not sure that's how it works anymore he turned to the crowd flipped them off and slammed his club to the ground he ended up winning the tournament but before his suspension the former golfer was the current money leader of the korean tour he apologized he apologized thank you i shouldn't be yawning during my own podcast he apologized after and again again and again at an emergency korea professional golfers association this meet this week 
But he was still banned three years and fined $8,350 because $8,400 was just too much. Kim Bio, yeah, see, then now they did it. No, I bet it's B-O because it's Ken, but Korean. That's how they, I think it's B-O, B-I, because they have B-I-O. Damaged the dignity of a golfer with etiquette violation and inappropriate behavior. These people need to come to any two-man scramble in Hereford, Texas, anytime during the year. Because there ain't enough pixelations in the world to fog out the crap that's getting seen on that yeah. golf course. Yeah, I know. They'd be pixelating, <laughs> pixelating out yeah. people's crotches. They'd be there. pixelating <laughs> every tree. There'd be a fog around every tree yeah. and every picture in the golf course. Yeah, so um, uh, let's back off a little bit on the etiquette over there because uh, <gasps> the picture they've got, look at that, Landon. They, she's got, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> uh, she's got a hand over her face like she just like got assaulted. But um, What do you do What do you do when you're suspended through? You're just, I guess, work on your short game? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Korea. <laughs> uh, Landon, I don't know. I think I would be finding a, a visa application in my mailbox <laughs> sometime soon mm-hmm. to go to America. But um, that's excessive? I say so. Yeah, but... I say so. Well, living, right. living in an age where there's not many consequences, it's nice to see some, I guess. Did you hear... Did you see that story about that dude that had the uh, send money bush light uh, stock is... Da- is uh, I'm out of my bush light. No. You know that Venmo's thing where you can... People can send you money? Anyway, this so this kid had a sign, since you're giving me this blind look, blank look, he's got a sign, he was at a football game, and he got on television, it says, Bush Light Supply exhausted please send money to his and i don't know what his name was but it says his name and then it says venmo and some number so i guess the number he all you have to do is get online and you can send this guy direct money okay this is like i guess it was a college kid it's some football game you know how they all have the posters at the at the tailgate deals or whatever like uh what what's the uh espn show anyway that's what it was like so this guy ends up getting in a million dollars and he Man. donates it all to a children's hospital. Well, some I saw yeah, I saw that. Well, some douchebag reporter digs into this guy's Twitter from when he was 16 He's years old yeah. as a teenager and finds these two uh, quote unquote racist comments this guy makes. And so uh, you can imagine what took place after that. Yeah, and then the charity's like, you know, we thank him for the money, but we're not going to be associated with him. Oh, or what did they you take? Know, like, so they didn't take the money. No, 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 they took the money. Oh, we, we, of course we they will took be the associated money. with his money, just not him. As soon as this check clears, we will not be associated <laughs> with him ever again. As long as this check doesn't go rubber on us, we're gonna we're gonna distance ourselves from this guy. But the great justice of the whole thing is. Somebody else started digging into this reporter's Twitter feed from years oh, ago and found awesome. racist tweets in his Twitter feed. So if you don't want Landon, I think I would be going back into that Twitter feed right now of yours and start hitting the delete button. Because I put a picture of the big Hartford mascot. Pretty regularly. Well, I mean, that could offend fat people, hmm. especially that walk around. And, yeah. I think so. the only people that would be offended in mine would be two-year-olds. Well, but there's a lot of two-year-olds out there. That's true, and they, all ter- they are terrible. Now, <laughs> if you dig into anybody anybody's past you'll find something and nobody's perfect and that's we live in an age where if you say anything wrong ever that's just it you're done yeah well this podcast is still going and we started on the first we should episode. put up a venmo sign that says send money we have a fledgling podcast Dude, I, that ain't no kidding uh landon, <laughs> we're yeah. not donating that to nobody Hang except on. ourselves <laughs> yeah. children's hospital my ass let's see right down venmo account for dry Farmer podcast okay we are getting into 
The Chi Town, I'm going to call it the Chi Town book scandal because it sounds like a scandal to me. We've got that. We've got Radar Ricardo. He's given a wet forecast. And we've got the Judgment Depot. You call them up and they'll judge anyone for you at any time because we are in a judge free country. Now, there's a company who's going to break that mold. All that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. We're the professional gossipers for your gossiping pleasure. Did you say something controversial, maybe even perceived as racist, 16 years ago on a platform that didn't even exist yet? Did you say something on Facebook? The day it emerged into the internet wavelengths of society. Did you not even have a driver's license yet? And yet said something that may hurt somebody's feelings. Well, if you did, or if you know somebody that did, call us and we will ruin their life at every chance we get. Yes, we are the Judgment Depot. Anything you say can and will be used against you to ruin your life. Say something controversial. Say something that could be perceived as racist, but probably isn't, as it is most likely a sarcastic comment. Well, that's where we come into play, because anything and everything is in play. Do you want to make something better of yourself? Did you say stuff you regret from years past? Well, God may forget your sins, but we don't. And we know there are plenty idiots on the internet who will take the bait and run with it. That's why we are the Judgment Depot. Yes, for only a $29 subscription every month, we will find anything against your enemies and say they're a bad person. The Judgment Depot. We're here to ruin the life of someone you love. I think Lennon's on the way in, but oh, hey, this is uh, Radar Ricardo. The data said he over here. It's right on Bumper Podcast with a update. Well, Brace, you finally got it. It's here. It's everywhere. It's like rain all over the place. I know you got like, what, three inches? Like, three inches. That's just like, God, I hope that's not what she said, by the way. But hey, it's like raining everywhere. And, like, now you're all like harvest delayed, and it's okay because like you got all the corn down at the co op, and like Lennon's all happy because they didn't, they didn't like jerk off all the tickets and the skill tickets or whatever and they're like all like in cursive and he can only read in print or whatever but he's like all crazy and stuff so he didn't even he like brought this like big Route 44 coat down to the down to the studio what the way he ain't got a studio with the desk and a basement I'm about to let's be honest with each other huh? Huh? Hey, but, hey, Landon. Hey, Landon, why don't you go watch Light PD or something? I'm about to I'm doing a radio spot here. Anyway, I'm about to the forecast, like I said, it's just, it's wet and everything. Like, I hadn't said that, like, since my wedding night, but though, hey, hey, this is kind of a dirty, you know, you know, you know what, you see what I did there, but though? Anyway, but though, hey, it's going to be, like, all wet for the rest of the week, but hey, check it out. It's going to be all sunny later. Don't worry, you'll get back in the field or whatever and whatnot, and you get back on the combine and, like, get all the corns and strip them down and everything. And then, like, take them on down to the elevator. Hope it'll be up and running again. I thought, I mean, it's kind of, like, all crazy down there with all the 
crazy moving parts all things what you say huh? lots of moving parts he's just standing there with a blank look on his face hey this week this sponsor it's the judgment depot all we do is we judge people you call us up and we'll place a judgment on anybody anywhere anytime are they fat are they kind of effeminate looking well Bato just call us and we'll give it to you half off She's like your mom, Amato. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo, and it is Eddie Back to you. I think that's the first ever appearance that Landon's made on the uh, Radar Ricardo weather forecast, isn't it? I think so. I, what's weird is, is that's the job I, I applied for first, and I didn't think I'd really have a spot <laughs> here after I got beat up by a fictional character. But, <laughs> yeah. But you know, here I am. <laughs> you know, Kevin came in for the uh, <laughs> warehouse, and I just I really had a lot of faith in him, so I put him in as an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can just tell with people. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can just tell. Well, guys, we're talking Chicago, and it's got nothing to do with farming. So let's see if y'all remember this little ditty. It's a it's a nice little ditty. I learned it in band. That's right. I was a band jock. You were the drum major, weren't you? Damn right I was. <laughs> I could play the piss out of this on my trumpet. Man, I'm gonna have to get that on my iPhone, dude. That is, I've completely forgot about 25 or six to four, man. I don't, I never heard the lyric, or I don't know if there's lyrics, but I never knew what the song was about. After all these years, you kept your drum major's hat. I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, man, I've got my hat in the plume in the right deal right now, dude. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I mean, you know what? I did drum major, so I didn't have to march, and uh, I could flirt with the drill team, and uh, both of those things were true. Just neither one of them was successful. So, I mean, you wasn't, know. Wasn't a whole lot of drilling. <laughs> no, there was zero drilling. <laughs> but, guys, so, um, Landon, when's the last time you've been to the library? Um, man, Do you know I, where the library is? I, I, the last time I've been to a library would be 2005, my last year at Texas Tech. Dude. My, my wife and kid, on the other hand, they went, they went today for story time. Yeah, my wife did. She did that with um with our boys when they were little bitty. They'd go to story time at the Desmith County Public Library. I still give my mom crap. She goes to the library and gets books. And guess what? She doesn't pay for books like I do on Audible. But guess what? I don't have to read them on Audible. I get to listen to them. Nice. Right now I'm listening. I guess I talked about this last time, but I'm listening or reading, not reading, listening to the only plane in the sky, and it's like a 16 hour book. As far as listening time, and I'm about it. This is the longest one I've listened to. I'm about halfway through, and it's about um, all these different. Uh, they got gobs and gobs of testimonials of people f- from that day, um, kind of where they were. And of course, the, most of these people are um, like they've got quotes from Dick Cheney, Condoleezza Rice. I mean, they it's the compilation of people in this book is unbelievable. Wow. But um, yeah, so it's a pretty cool book. It's a little longer than um, some of my other books that I've listened to, but. Um, Nonetheless, it is very interesting. Well, Landon, um, so you haven't been to the library lately, huh? No, no. Other than to maybe use the bathroom? <laughs> Not even I hear that. it's pretty fantastic facilities. <laughs> nice. And it's nice and quiet, cozy. I don't know. It's supposed to be quiet in there. Yeah. The last time I've even seen the inside of a library was on that, was on that Jennifer Garner commercial. Oh. That lady's like, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite 
pop culture uh, story of the library has got to be the library cop. No, it does not. Well, that is a good one, but no. Lieutenant Bookman in uh, Seinfeld episode number, and I don't remember which one. Oh, but, that um, is a good one. You mean the library cop's name is actually Bookman? <laughs> That's like an ice cream man named Cone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that is good. I would still go with the Ghostbusters with the lady, from the, the laces out lady from, from uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. She's a lady that sees a ghost. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that is wild. But um, so, no, last time I've been to the library, I don't know, it's been probably at least a year and I didn't do anything. What book did you check out? I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't checking out books. I was returning. <laughs> so I think I was returning the night drop for uh, my wife. So um, I thought this is going to be where you're going to tell me that. That you can get Playboys at the no, library. No. I get those newspapers on those real long sticks. Yeah. yeah. No, and the magazine. Maybe that's why they put those magazines <laughs> in those plastic holsters. No, that was on an epi- <laughs> that was on an episode of that '70s show. One of the one of the guys goes to the library and finds out you can you can rent Playboys. Oh. So he's like taking stacks and stacks of them. <laughs> that would be the last the last thing I would want to rent from a no, public place. That, that is something you just don't want to uh, buy used. Yeah. You want it in the cover untouched so um well you wouldn't think libraries would have anything to do with balancing a government budget and you would be right because this isn't going to do that either but if you go up to chicago that's up in the great state of illinois for all you people who didn't get past the third the third i don't know when did you learn that second or third grade hmm. nonetheless if you left chicago because you owe an overdue late charge at the library well guess what so i guess is it unpatriotic to have a late fee? What a catch. Or stop, anyway. This is so right now it's the bottom of the fifth. Milwaukee is leading Washington three to one. There are two outs, two men on, and is, uh, let's see, bottom. So uh, who's pitching for the Brewers? I don't know. They even, Musta- oh, that's not, <laughs> Mustakis is yeah, not sure. a pitcher. Get back to the library story. So, Come yeah, on. the library story. So, Chicago Public Libraries, and this is in the Chicago Tribune. Chicago to become largest U.S. public library system to go fine-free for overdue materials that get returned. Does that mean there are no good-looking chicks going there anymore, Landon? (laughs) Hey-oh! No, that's not what that means. Chicago Public Libraries will stop fining people for overdue books and wipe away patrons' outstanding debt, a move that makes the city the largest of more than 200 municipalities across the country to do so. Do you think that it'll make the homeless people stop sleeping in the nonfiction section? <laughs> that is fiction. That right? <laughs> what What are these big cities doing? Like, do they have like this to do list? And they're like, like California, they're like, oh shit, guys, we got We got to do something. We got a lot of stuff to clean up, and they're like, I know. Let's get rid of all the plastic straws. <laughs> Check. See. We got that one done. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, immigration? Nah, it's not a problem. Yeah. Healthcare? Nah. Banking? Nah. Too over high taxation? Nah. Let's have a let's have a talk with the plastic straw people. Yeah. Can you set up a meeting with them tomorrow or maybe in three days? I know when I have a list, I like to do the easy things first. <laughs> <laughs> so now Chicago's like, hmm. Or no, yeah, Chicago's like, well, we could do that too. Let's uh let's get rid of all the library late late fees. You know, maybe Chicago's doing the Dave Ramsey uh, advice to Bill because um, I know if you listen to Dave Ramsey, he always tells the people on the uh, who call in to always try to knock out the smallest debts first. <laughs> I mean, outside of their cotton candy budget, I would have to think <laughs> libraries is in there in that low priority range of uh, things would, that's going to bring so. the Chicago back into the black. So um, uh, moving forward, it says in a Monday announcement, Mary, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, 
said she wants to help low-income people regain access to the system that has blocked them from borrowing materials because they have hit the threshold of $10 in fees. Landon, the mayor is Lori Lightfoot. You think the deputy mayor is Sharon Redhawk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if I wonder if she's related to Gordon Lightfoot, the singer. <laughs> Was Gordon Lightfoot the boat or the singer? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think he sang. You better beware if you've been creeping around with, <laughs> with the library <laughs> with late fees. <laughs> research a research cited by the ALA, Landon. Do you know what the ALA is? The American Library Association. Very good. And the Urban Libraries Council suggests eliminating overdue fees also should increase overall book return rates and overall. This is like a. This is like a. No questions asked, warrant-free weekend. Because, you know, in Texas, they have... Uh, they they deals, print it in the paper. <laughs> they print it, they put your mug in the paper, or not your mug, but your name in the paper. Mm-hmm. And if you have a warrant, you can come to the court and pay it without going to jail. Landon, this is... I mean, this is like the Underground Railroad of the uh, periodicals. Yeah. Um, I always you, like reading that page. Like, I know them, I know them. And first thing I do is make sure that I'm not on there. Right. And in the obits... So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I read it and I'm like, yep, not surprised. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that took him that long to catch him. Yep, yep, yep. So, Landon, is, you think this is really a, an assault on Big Book? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, the Big Book lobby in Washington has got to be pages and pages long of people would, staying in so. hotels. You, what do you think the um, lobbying parties that the book pe- Big Book throws? Hmm. Do, you throw, do they throw the book at them? A lot of people are asleep at those. <laughs> yeah, what? I bet it's really quiet. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. What? So when you when you check a book out, what what's the typical? How many days do you have it for? I don't know. What do you get? It two weeks? I I don't know. And it's what? What do they charge you? Like a nickel every day? I think it said twenty five cents a day. Oh, twenty five cents a day. Yeah. Okay, so they. I guess I didn't take into account inflation there. And and they're still going to stop you on this new deal when it gets to thirty dollars. So so what happens after that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. You get, you get the book thrown at you. Yeah. Well, wait, you don't because you still have it. So. Yeah, I know. You're going to be throwing the book. So continuing on, um, it says, suggest eliminating overdue fees also should increase overall book return rates and so overall circulation rates, meaning more books in the hands of more Chicagoans. Isn't it, that already the problem? There's more books in the hands of Chicagoans yeah. than in the libraries. Yeah, doesn't it say like last year alone that that library got like eight hundred something thousand dollars in late fees? I didn't read that far. I didn't do as much homework as you did. So, so you're losing that. But do you make that up in what it costs to check books out? Does it cost to check books out if you have a library card? It doesn't. That's the whole point yeah, of the library, so, isn't it? So you're pretty much taking eight hundred something thousand dollars away. But I guess you're getting books back. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's Landon. I don't know if you, you took a opportunity cost uh, course in uh, was it first economic? I think it's, it had to. That was like basic first ag eco was opportunity cost changed my life. Okay. Yeah, you know what opportunity cost is the cost of doing something versus the cost of doing something no, else. Yeah. Yes, for all of you not for all you animal science majors out there. So continuing on, it says this is from Curtis Rogers, a spokesman for the Washington D.C. DC based Urban Libraries Council. What do you think, Landon? Spokesman for the D.C.-based Urban Libraries Council. High-stress job? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, old Kurt says, I can say this with complete confidence. I have been following these stories of the growing trends toward eliminating fines at library systems across the country very closely for the last year. 
and I'm not aware of any library systems that have experienced serious negative consequences after going fine-free. So, and uh, the, the story continues on. Starting Tuesday, checked out books automatically will renew as many as 15 times as long as no one else places a hold on them, according to Patrick Molly, a spokesman for Chicago's library system. Emails with due date reminders and fine warnings instead will be sent each time the book is auto-renewed or if the book has been requested by another patron. So, Landon, if, you're, if your favorite copy of The Boxcar Children is out... <laughs> And you place a hold on it, and it doesn't show up. What do you think is going to happen? Are you going to go ballistic? Are you going to go? You're not going to go postal. Are you going to go library? I'm going to be pretty mad. I guess I'll I guess I'll go back to reading some goosebumps, some books, <laughs> or, or maybe the buttercream gang or something. <laughs> <laughs> Landon, I mean, best case scenario, what would you think the headline would say? Chicago debt completely wiped out because Jack <laughs> and Susie returned the magic school bus yeah. on time. Oh man, those are good books. Oh, they still they have a TV show on Netflix for that man. It's pretty yeah, awesome. I, I think best case scenario, this isn't going to fix much. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't going to fix much. A lockout threshold remains, but it will be bumped up to thirty dollars from ten dollars. If a person fails to return a book valued at fifteen dollars, for example, he or she can still check out other materials. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been six years since you brought that one. I know. I just want this book. <laughs> <laughs> I want it really bad. Yeah. So, actually, I sold that one. <laughs> and I just want to keep checking stuff. You're not getting it back. <laughs> yeah. So, even if you have a book you haven't returned, he or she can still check out other materials. And say a person can buy the same book elsewhere for $8, the patron has the option of returning any... Read it, Landon. <laughs> any book. Any good condition copy of the book he or she was fined for, and the replacement fee will be reversed. So they can actually go buy a book and replace that book with the book they didn't return. So if yeah, so that makes sense. So if you owe a ten dollar fee, but you can rebuy the book for eight bucks, you save two dollars. Jeez. And the library. But makes the library nothing. misses out on two dollars. <laughs> and once again, the library. Gets, maybe they should just do away with the library. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should just have a bank of computers with Google yeah. set as their homepage, and they'll be fine. Why don't they just give Kramer a hotline and why don't you tell me the name of the book you want to read? <laughs> well, of course, they're patting themselves on the back. It says, this is from Mary Geekus. Uh, yeah, I bet she's a geek. Executive Director of Chicago-based American Library Association. I thought it was a great announcement on their part, and we're fully supportive of the decision. We look at the negative impact of fines on the fundamental library responsibility to provide equitable access to all. There's no evidence in the data that fines get you better behavior. If... It just gets you fewer users, actually. So, Landon, why are we getting stopped for speeding tickets? I know. Why can't we wrap those off? Because if they don't find me, if they do find me, I'm not going to behave any better. Okay? You're True. actually going to get fewer users. So, if they don't find speeders, by this logic, they're going to have fewer drivers on the road? I don't think so. I've watched way too many episodes of Cops to know that ain't the truth. That's true. So, yeah. So, she goes on to say, the public library, as Landon said, collected $897,000 in late fines. That is a lot of nickels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of quarters. That's a lot of days. How many? Oh. <laughs> what? You going to pay in pennies? You got to pay me in cash. Paper money. The city twice before has tried temporary amnesty programs. Uh, <laughs> Do you go to the do you go to the book uh, do you go to the book embassy to get amnesty from your late fines or what? <laughs> I guess so. 
<laughs> so in 2012 and 2016, wiping out hundreds of thousands of dollars in late fees with the goal of recuperating missing materials. In 2012, the, the city wrote off $600,000 in fines, and those who'd been locked out of the system brought back about $2 million worth of missing books. Man, that 897000 bucks that's that's 3588000 days worth of late fees. <laughs> <laughs> you figured that on your uh, uh, phone, phone there? Calculator. Heck Jeez. Yeah. It's even got an easy tip calculator, so that way I never tip more than 6%. <laughs> I, just, I just tip $5 for a BLT. Yeah. Once, the, uh, once people get fines they can't pay, they choose not mm. to come back at all. So the materials also don't come back. Fine. Uh, newsflash, most people don't really need a reason not to go back to a library. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. If you got them in there once, that's pretty good. I mean, unless they send, literally send the library cop, uh, Agent Bookman, out to come yeah. seek out a book of Tropic of Cancer from 1974 and... Uh, George Costanza actually loses it after getting a wedgie. Dude, I know every quote to every line to every episode of Seinfeld ever made. It's true. So don't even try me. But um, fines truthfully haven't been a revenue stream and weren't designed to be a revenue stream. It was supposed to be an incentive to get the materials back. And the research shows that that's just not the case. You know, Chicago has that very epic history of corrupt cops and mafia people. Why don't they hire them to go collect these books? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, strong arm these people a little bit. This I could see this helping some people, but I would say like ninety percent of the people they're like, "Hey, you can go return your books and and not have a late fee." And they're like, uh, "What? The library?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember that that they have these books, let um, alone care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say a few people start waking up with a severed horse head in their bed every morning, and let's see if those books start showing up a little closer to being on time. Yeah, a, a library would be pointless for me because if I checked a book out and only had two weeks, I can't finish it that quick. No, even with pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Landon, so yeah, this the story, oh gosh, <clears throat> there's all this kind of info. Oh God, here we go. Students from Rudyard Kipling Elementary headed to Woodson Regional Library and sit. Okay, I thought these people were protesting. They just got raising all their hands to make sure they're all accounted for. <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah, so the rest of this stuff is a bunch of gibberish and stuff that nobody cares about. So the uh, moral of the story is, Landon, um, actually, I was a library aide my f- what, fall semester of my senior year at high school. It was pretty intense, man. This is long, be- long before Google. This is just when there was web crawler. That was like the search engine. And um, it only it didn't work. It didn't work to begin with. <laughs> and second of all, it didn't work because there was fifteen thousand different firewalls that you could not get oh, through God. to find anything that you wanted at Hereford High School. And the the IT lady that was running the entire network for Hereford High School was such a pleasant person. Oh yeah, you had to go. You had to use Excite. Yeah, <laughs> That's Excite. how you get through. Lotus or whatever that was. I remember they had the laser discs. My God, if you came within ten feet of those things, the teachers would absolutely lose their minds. They, th- I thought, I guess they thought those things must have cost a billion dollars a piece because man, they oh, threatened us within an inch of our life. And what was a laser disc anyway? Was it a glorified? What was it? DVD? No, I don't know what it was, but it was like the shiznit of shiznits. Now, so I like this deal in this article. It says. According to library data, 20% of suspended library cards are from people 14 and under. So you're trying to help the kids, and they only make up one-fifth of the people with library cards. <laughs> so do you think they try them as an adult? Why don't you just wipe out anybody 14 and under? Why don't you just wipe their wipe their debt out? Because Yeah, because that's really mama and daddy's debt. Yeah. Until, so. until these adults, like, pay, pay your fee, cheapskates. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, guys, we are getting to the end of this thing. We hope that you've learned something. Well, no, we don't hope you learn anything. We just hope you mock stuff is like the same way we do. So, um, yeah. 
Get out there and uh, get your dead, broke ass back to the library. And, and read a book. And read a book or at least listen to one or something because... Muhammad's you know, the most common name in the world. Read a book sometime. Have you seen... McLovin. <laughs> McLovin. Oh, yeah. It just says McLovin. There's no second last name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this, he's going to think, oh, this is the 27-year-old sperm donor from Hawaii. <laughs> or, or, or organ donor from organ Hawaii. Organ sperm, sperm donor. donor. <laughs> Well, a, sperm donor would be a good good occupation for a guy named McLovin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what else would it be? It wouldn't be dentist or something. So yeah, maybe proctologist. Well, guys, we're gonna get out of here. We hope everybody has a safe and happy harvest. We hope everybody has big yields and reports small yields. So, uh, Landon, we got a good pop on that September 30th crop report. Ooh, nice. yeah, going up. Bumped got up. We got a rally in man. Harvest, yeah, man. Shoot, yeah, 390, 391. I don't know what it's doing right at this moment, but uh, it's higher. Guys, have a great time, and we'll ask you every time. What side of the line are you on? The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by The Judgment Depot. We'll judge anyone, anywhere, at any time. The Dryland Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network, all rats reserved, 2019.